tall are you? Sir, five foot nine, sir! Five foot nine? I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, Jerry and I are going to be breaking down our pre-NFL draft. That's right. We're inside three weeks away from the NFL draft, but we're going to be breaking down our pre-NFL draft rookies, risers, and fallers. And I've already spoiled it. My co-host for the evening is none other than the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, buddy. Two times in one week, I feel like a uh, like a lucky man. Yeah, you are a lucky man. Not as lucky as me, of course. I just got my YouTube notification letting me know that the Dynasty War Zone is on, so that's always a wonderful treat. Um, I'm good. How have you been, buddy? It's only well, been a couple of days, but, you know, I missed you. A couple of days, we, we planned this out, and uh, first of all, be like Jerry. Back in the day, Michael Jordan had the Gatorade commercial and the little jingle, I want to be like Mike. Well, in this case, you want to be like Jerry. If you were subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, you would have already had this podcast. You could have listened live on Wednesday night when we recorded it, or you could have had it uh, you know, at work on Thursday or before the podcast ever hit the airwaves. So that's the benefit of signing up for the YouTube. Just always check under live videos because that tends to be where we stream. So Jerry, exciting man. As we record this, we're just over three weeks. As the people are hearing this in podcast form, just under three weeks, man. The NFL draft is close. Let's go. As a Detroit Lions fan, it's obviously the most exciting part of the entire season because we usually don't win games in January and February. So obviously rather excited. And they've got two first round picks, two second round picks. Oh, oh Randall, let's go. Now are you is this kind of like a like a dynasty rookie draft where you're excited because your team has draft capital? Is, is, is it really more of that? Like because you guys have the the is it the 106 and the 118, if I remember correctly. Correct. You know, so so do you think now, now, do you think that they'll let Jalen Carter slide past them at six? I don't. I don't. And I would be the happiest camper if that's who they end up with. Because because I because I, I got to say, it would be, um, what's the GM there's name? I know uh, everybody thinks highly of him. Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes. It would be, Brad Holmes would be, you know, asleep at the switch, drunk at the wheel. If Jalen Carter, arguably the best player in this draft, if they let him slide. And I think when you have a strong coach, you know, and historically when you think of a strong coach, you think of Mike Tomlin, you think of Bill Belichick, you think of gentlemen that control their locker room and have the respect of their players. I think Dan Campbell's that guy. And I think Detroit is that culture. So I think it's going to work out real well for Detroit and then Seattle right behind him. I would not be surprised if the Cardinals traded out of three the Colts stuck and picked a quarterback there. It goes really goes four quarterbacks in a row. And then the the Lions and the Seahawks walk away with some combination of Will Anderson. Could you imagine Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson on each side? My nipples are tingling right now just talking about it, bud. Maybe find like a second round D tackle 
They addressed a ton of offseason. This is what happens when when you draft well and your quarterback's not making 50 bajillion, fulfillion, gamillion dollars. True. So I, I am I am I, like every day I get like a different story as a Colts fan. You know, it's like uh, the Colts had, you know, Will Levis in town. They really like Will Levis. And that gets me a little tingly because, you know, I like Will Levis more than most. Yeah. And then there's talk that, you know, they're going to draft Will Anderson. And as soon as their picks off the board, so they're going to draft Will Anderson on Thursday and then try to make Lamar Jackson an offer on Friday. Because then the picks they would be offering to get Lamar Jackson, because any team that does has to offer two picks, it would be 24 and 25. And they would have just fixed their, they just would have, no, not fixed, but would have helped their defensive side of the ball. And you'd still have your second and some other picks to continue to try to to put some pieces around him. So I'm excited for the draft. We're going to talk about risers and fallers tonight. But real quick, we mentioned the YouTube and any social media, but really the YouTube channel. It really helps Jerry and I a ton because we're trying to get to a thousand subs. It's it's big for the podcast. It's big for the show. And if you're already on YouTube, whether you watch other videos, I'll be I'll be very honest. I watch uh, a lot of poker videos. I've been watching a lot of poker videos and like vlogs. Uh, yeah, because you know I wouldn't played. Who do, who do you watch? Let me ask. I, I watch two sure. guys predominantly, but sure. There, there's a guy named Huggy Huggy Poker. Okay, he plays one two and one three in Texas, and that's really it. So here's the thing. I, like I, I love Daniel Negrano. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's been a while. Negrano. Yeah, he's got a great podcast that I listen to called the Dat D A T Dat Poker Podcast. Not too shabby. But I'm never going to be playing for millions. I'm never going to be playing for those stakes. That's why I searched. This is what I searched on YouTube. I searched one, two, no limit hold'em because that's what I thought I was going to be playing in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And what I ended up playing in uh, Shelbyville, Indiana, when the whole Vegas fiasco thing happened. If you want that story, go sign up at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. That'll be up this weekend as well. But, yeah, those are the ones. What Do, what, do you watch anything? Yeah, I do. Uh Brad Owen is the big one. He's always entertaining. He just he talks his situations out super well, and he's entertaining. So that's usually my main guy that I watch. But entertaining is all hell if you like poker. I, I wrote that down here in the Dynasty War Zone. We're all about writer downers. So I wrote down Brad Owens. But yeah, I like I like watching. Just like I said, I, it's the same thing with Dynasty. I listen to people that I think are practical that can help me. You know, it, it it doesn't help to get dynasty advice from Dr. Kyle. Remember Dr. Kyle or, or Theo Greminger from Player Profiler or Dan from the GOAT District? I'm not playing in $1,500 leagues. So right. those leagues might, not that I couldn't, but I don't. So I tend to listen to people who play, you know, at the, in like the, in like the, the 25, 50, 100 ish dollar range. Because I would rather play in a bunch of those in a bunch of super high stakes leagues. Maybe I'm just cheap. I don't know. Um, but but you know, definitely cheap. Thank you, Jerry. But so make sure you sign up Patreon.com. Um, well, I just transitioned to the wrong spot. But speaking of signing up, we are doing a new startup over at the Patreon. Now, Jerry, you know who I blame for the scoring format here? Mm. I, I blame John Sheps and the Australians, AJ wow. and G. So because the, the, the heavy, it's tw- start twenty. There we go. It's on the offensive side. You start ten. 
It's super flex, tight end premium, and must start two tight ends. Outside of that, it's one running back, one wide receiver. So theory, theoretically, you got to start one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, two tight ends. The other five spots are technically flex spots with a super flex. So it's actually even a little tougher than our Rockolution League because it, it, well, the Rockolution League was like the spinoff of the league that I'm referring to. Gotcha. The, the defensive side will be just like our Rockolution League, which is also with the Australian guys. And the reason why I wanted it formatted like this is that you just can't destroy the draft from one from one angle. Hey, I'm going to get two QBs and I'm going to dominate because in this scoring format, the defensive ends score a bunch of points and they're very important. The same thing with the tight ends. So there's not what real one real strategy that you can just hone into like a standard super flex league where a lot of people will try to double tap quarterback or what whatever. Um, you know, defensive ends are a premium. High tackling linebackers are a premium. So we really want it to be strategy based while being fun. And we have one of our patrons in the YouTube chat, David. He said, this league will take a month to finish if we're lucky, if we're lucky, <laughs> David. But you know what? This is part of the fun of being in the Dynasty Warzone patron. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We've welcomed a couple of new ones within the last week. We're talking about Trevor. We're talking about Joel. Joel's in there like literally for like three hours. My man's already in the IDP startup, and he picked up like one of our remaining two, two, two three orphans. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's five bucks. We don't have tears. We don't do all those shenanigans. It's just a bunch of dudes and a few ladies talking dynasty fantasy football. There's bonus podcasts. There's rankings. There's all, all the stuff. And we're just keeping it because it keeps the streaming service going. It keeps a lot of things going, Jerry. But speaking yeah. of getting going, we better get going. True. We, we, we should. We should. We don't have a good people bad tweets. Have you seen any bad tweets out there? I have not, but the credit to the people for that. I, you know, I haven't been looking. I'll, I'll be honest. Twitter is like one of the last places I check on a daily basis. Like, I think we all have our morning social routines. I get up, I let my dog out, pour a cup of coffee, sit down at like the kitchen bar, and I instantly go to our group chat because we do have a lot of Australians in our group chat. And those guys are up at different hours than we do. Like, you know, they're they're living and working when we're sleeping and vice versa. We have a couple of third shifters like Cole and, and Austin. And, you know, these guys are up, you know, and I want to get caught up with what was going on in the chat the night before. And, you know, the, the last social media that I actually check is Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I don't I probably mine, too, honestly. That's why. I've been in a couple DM chats with you when people have DM'd us about jumping on a show or doing this and that. Don't DM me. I'll just always, here's my phone number because I'll respond to text messages. It's just easy to do that way. Yeah. Because I'm with you. I, I Listen, Twitter is a resourceful tool that can be used for good. Mostly it's just vomit. So I just, I tend to ignore it a lot. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and YouTube Dynasty Warzone, uh, along with ratings and reviews. If you want to help us in any way, shape or form, those are the big three. Rate and review the show, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Subscribe to the YouTube. Consider the Patreon. Those are the three things that help Jerry and I out tremendously. But anyway, enough shilling. Let's get into the meat and taters of this, Jerry. Love We're going to be talking about rookie risers and fallers. So do you want to start on a positive note or do you want to start on a negative note? 
historically we are haters. This so, is true. You heard the I, last intro. Couple I of haters. Think, I think this. Let's go that route. You want to well, hold, hold on, hold on, Jerry. If they're new here, that they they may not have 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 heard the 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 new entrance. You know, because you know, well, I, I do new entrances all the time. I'm not much on video editing, but I'm you know I got the audio thing down. So if you didn't hear the previous entrance, me and Jerry sometimes. And what do you know? We got a couple of haters. Couple of haters. I mean, sometimes we're a couple of haters, Jerry. So let's stay on brand. Who is a rookie that is falling down your draft board? Now remember, subject to change, could land in a in a in a, in a perfect landing spot on a team that we love, situationally accurate. All of those things can change. But right now, what you know today, approximately three weeks away from the NFL draft, give us a give us a guy tumbling down your draft board. Quentin Johnston. I mean, he was he was already lower than expected. It just I I have this thing where I like to prove myself wrong as best as I can. That's always how I try to if I see something that I really like, I try and find every single flaw in it that I can. And if I hate something, I try to find something that's really good in it because I want to get to the truth. I don't want to be right. I want to get to the truth. And so I have really tried with Quentin Johnston, and I just – it just doesn't do it. I, I'll i have zero shares. It, it's not that I think he can't do it. It's just where he's going, there's never going to be a situation where I'm going to take him. How far would he have to fall? So I think currently – Depends on if you're doing super flex or one QB. Let's just let's just say like around like the one around the turn in a super flex and probably somewhere one oh seven, one oh eight in a one QB. I think that's fair. I didn't have any ADP pulled up for this. It would probably be later than that. So for me, he's like like I feel feel like there's gonna be probably three running backs that are in that tier that are gonna end up in a spot that I'm just gonna like better. And I would just rather take the shot on the running back than the wide receiver that I don't really like. And I don't think he has a great skill set for the NFL to be productive. Give me a team and some potential draft capital that could make you say, okay, I'm going to raise him up my draft board. Probably the Cowboys. Cowboys as like the number two next to CD Lamb. Like second round round Cowboys, first round Cowboys I've seen. Yeah. Like if, if it's something like that, then throw what I've just said the last two minutes out because I, I would, I would definitely take him then, but he'll probably go even higher than I want to take him in that case. So I still probably won't end up with the damn guy, but I mean, that, that would definitely switch it for me, but there's not many. I just, he's just not, I don't love it. There's, there's never a time where I see it and I'm like, this guy is going to win me a fantasy championship. My big thing is, and this is a, a phrase that I coined about a month and a half ago when I had John Sheps and Nino Brown from the Toilets to Titles crew on the podcast with me, and we were like, I don't like big guys that play small. It just seems, and, and, and in a conference like the, the, the Big 12 where defense is mostly optional, it felt like he should have had way more stats than like just under 1,100 yards, and he should have had way more than six touchdowns, especially in 14 games. And listen, Max, Max Dugan could end up being the next Brock Purdy or he could be the next Brock Lesnar and become a pro wrestler. I don't know what Max Dugan will do with the rest of his days. But I do know as it relates to quarterback, he's a slightly above average college quarterback. True. He, he got a team from TCU into the national championship game. So he has to be at least average to slightly above. 
Yeah. And, and that's the best you can do is like, you know, 1,075 yards and six touchdowns in 14 games. Just, I mean, I'm not listen, impressed. Look, I'm not impressed I, here. I, I didn't love that either, but more so it was just how he got to those. It's just so much like do a curl route and then spin around the defender and then he'd get an extra nine yards. And it was just like doing that over and over and over again. I just, none of it seemed like star. You know, I mean, he he had a he had some electric plays. Don't get me wrong. One against Michigan in the college football playoff, which I will love for the rest of my life, but just not not enough for me to think dynamic NFL wide receiver. Like no. he could be an NFL wide receiver. I see that for sure. That's a hundred percent the case. But is he going to be a game changing NFL wide receiver? Which is what I need to win a dynasty championship and to hit the button. That. And to hit the draft button in the first round, because if he's not yeah. commanding volume as the number one in TCU, how is he going to co- demand and command volume in the NFL as the number two on what will be a, a team like you said, like the Cowboys? Could you know the 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 Titans need I, they, they need even, wide receivers? Even with the Cowboys, like I think Michael Gallup is just a better wide receiver than he is. And, and what does the distribution of targets look like in Dallas? Exactly. You know, Michael Gallup, year two removed from the ACL surgery. I actually think he's going to be a sneaky buy. Uh, when we're doing this startup, I hope none of the patrons are listening because I know they're listening. But, you know, Michael Gallup's going to be a guy that I'll be looking at like wide receiver four or five. Awesome. That could be an absolute steal. We always forget these guys coming off the ACL like the year after is the real bounce back year, especially Gallup, because his was pretty late into the tear year. I think it was like around that November range. And, you know, it wasn't like some guys, not everybody's Adrian Peterson that's a super freak that tears their ACL in late December and then comes back and crushes the NFL, you know, the following year. Some guys, they need this on-ramp, this this return to, to service to, to really be a guy. So, well, I have another wide receiver, Jerry. My first awesome. guy that, that's falling down my draft board, he was the guy that I really liked for a bit. But if you look at his, his draft pro- profile over on playerprofiler.com, it's Jalen Hyatt. You know, oh, I, I want to like him. Good size, height-wise. He's six foot tall. He's a buck 80. Um, thin guy, 21, but, you know, 4'4 speed, a very, very good burst as an athlete. But, Jerry, when I say one-hit wonder, what do you think when I say, like, one-hit wonder? Can you think of an artist that was a one-hit wonder? Uh, I don't want to besmirch the good name of Lou Bega and Mambo Number no. 5, but Lou Bega and Mambo Number no. 5. I mean, that's a really good one. I don't know who sung it, but I was thinking of, like, the Macarena. Yeah. And they could, yeah. they, they, they could be huge in Latin and Central America. I don't know, but here... You know, like the Macarena was a one-hit wonder, and it was a smash. It was a huge hit, much like Lou Bega, Mambo Number no. Five, and I'm getting Mambo Number no. Five vibes from Jalen Hyatt. Okay, dude, Jalen Hyatt, um, dude, his stats this year are great. Dude Silly. played 12 games, 12 games, 67 catches, so just over five catches a game, 1,200 yards, so he averaged over a hundred yards a game. You know, took advantage of his target share, but I'm like, okay, you know, you look at some of these guys' profiles on player profiler, and you're like, you'll see him ramp up, right? Nah, dude, nah. In 2020, in 2020, he played eight games, had 20 receptions for 276 yards. In 2021, 
He had played in nine games. He had 21. He went from 20 to 21. And then in receiving yards, he actually went down. He went from 276 to 226. And his target share went down. And then all of a sudden, there's just this ginormous spike. And I think we forget sometimes that this spike coincided with Cedric Tillman getting hurt and missing some time. So I think I think Jalen Hurt Jalen Hurts Jalen Hyatt is a is a is a one hit wonder, and he's a guy that if you're doing dynasty best ball, totally cool with picking him up because he's like he feels like the kind of guy who can win you a week. And when you look at his his comparable, that's one thing I love about player profilers. They do like the best comparable. His best comparable is Dayami Brown. I don't want to draft Dayami Brown, Jerry. I really no. don't. I, I really, well, I mean, I'll draft Deami Brown when I where I was drafting him a few years ago, but that's not where Jalen Hyatt's going. So brutal. Yeah, I, is it, is, it, is there? Are you a Jalen Hyatt guy at all? I mean, I, I want to, but I, it was a I, prolific I, I offense. Take, I will take some stabs for sure, but I'm not like, oh yeah, that's that's great value that I'm just going to have to nab in every draft. Like, I I think he's worth having a couple shots on in case he can replicate. But no, bro's like uh, his production is like young Sammy Sosa. Like, look at Sammy Sosa's first couple years, right? Like, bro looks like me, and then all of a sudden he finds the ability to get stronger, <coughs> and all of a sudden, bro's got you know just monster pipe. He, he needs a bigger yeah. hat. His, yeah, his, yes. his, his head grew. And, and that's what Jalen Hyatt's production was like. It was like, you know, he was, he was young. He was I, young want, so, so. I want Jalen Hyatt on a dynasty best ball team. If he goes to like the LA chargers, big deep arm quarterback who can really, if, if Jalen Hyatt gets behind a defense that can really push the ball. But I, I again, if, if I'm worried I, if, about if I have wide receivers, like if I have good wide receivers, I'm fine with taking Jalen Hyatt. Like that, I, I don't mind because I'm guessing he's probably going to go after that running back tier that I like. And if I if I have a good wide receiver core and I'm just he's just that lottery ticket that I'm hoping that little slot machine pull, trying to get a little lucky with it, trying trying to get the uh, the free car in Vegas vacation, then I'll I can dig that. Well, Nick Papa Giorgio and Jerry and I all said <laughs> all said that. That Jalen Hyatt is a an end of the second round type player. So let's uh let's go positive. Who's a guy who's good, crawling good on, up? Good on you for getting his name because I almost said it, but I didn't want to like Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Yeah. <laughs> I just I didn't want to like age right, out right. some of our listeners or anything. But so normally this is the kind of shenanigans we put on the the patron only podcast when Jerry and I record for 15, 20 minutes before we go live. So we were gonna go to Las Vegas. Again, the whole story as to what happened will be up on the Patreon podcast soon. But my son and I actually watched that movie and The Hangover to prepare him awesome. for, for for Vegas. So he was going to actually play the role of Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> so so uh, I had seen it recently. So in, in fairness to you, I, I had probably watched it within the last month. But uh, I love Nick Papa Giorgio. But but to segue, give me a guy you love, a guy that that you love that's creeping up your personal draft board and uh, give us some reasons. The, the guy that's sort of jumping into the void that is Quentin Johnston is Zay Flowers. Now it's not to say that Zay Flowers doesn't deserve to be up there because he does. Just for me, he's just something about watching. I don't love guys that are, you know, my size ish, right? Like he's five, nine, a buck 80. Like he's, he's not a humongous dude. 
But if you just watch him play, and I'm going to say something that is, I don't like to do because we literally made fun of it last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was about doing comparisons to people. So I'm going to compare him in between two people. Zay Flowers is like a bad Antonio Brown and a good Richie James. Like, I feel like they're the both the same type of wide receiver. They're just different talent, you know, different talent levels. He's, he's right in between there. You know, it, it took Richie a little bit to be relevant seventh round pick, but he's super shifty can create space, yada, yada, yada. Antonio Brown is obviously Antonio Brown before the crazy, you know, superstar of superstars. Zay Flowers can do that. I mean, little guy caught tons of touchdowns, super productive, just fun to watch, can get open. He's the exact thing that the NFL is looking for in the last two to three years. We're going through this trend where this is exactly what wide receivers are. Sign me up. And I, I'll, he's, I'll, I'll take him at 109, 110 every single time. Now, he, he's a guy that is uh, pretty stable in mock drafts. I've seen him a lot to the New York Giants. I think that's a great spot. You know, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, there's a true alpha there, and he could come in, especially with the first-round draft capital, and, and establish that, that spot as his own. But is there a spot that would make you a little bit worrisome, a little bit nervous that, that – he maybe couldn't reach his full potential like Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati would take him, but that would be a yeah. bad spot. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, it would have to be a place like that. You know, I haven't, I haven't looked tons into thinking about which teams are going to draft wide receivers. I sort of just let that play out since the lions are probably not going to take one, but it would have to be a, a spot that's full. But, so he, this but, he, but he, even so he's just, he's a guy that just fits exactly what the NFL is now. And, and, and he, he, and he can make separation and that's ding, ding, ding. Hi. If you can make it easier on your quarterback, cause there's not a lot of great quarterbacks either. And if you can make it easier on them, you're going to get the ball more. All right. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm neutral on Zay flowers. He's right there. I mean, you can shoot on him if you want. No, I think I got him at my wide receiver three in the class. Okay. So it's, it's I mean, going to that's, that's where he's at for me too. It's it's going to take a lot for him to to leapfrog Jordan Addison. Yeah. I don't or think or and, and no one's leapfrogging Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I think I have him fairly ranked. So for him, he was hard to move. But you know, can I tell you about a guy that I don't think we've we, I don't think his name's been mentioned at all. And I'm gonna be real honest. This feels dirty to say. Like I listen to a lot of Dynasty podcasts. I've not heard a lot about Dwayne McBride running back from University of Alabama, Birmingham. And, Jerry, when, when you look at this guy's stats, I mean, holy cow. This guy, you know, we talked about Jalen Hyatt being a one-hit wonder. Right. Dude, this, guy, this guy's got hits. I'm not saying he's like the Rolling Stones, but, like, maybe Britney Spears? You know, he's got a handful of, of, of number one solid gold hits. I mean, this is a guy who three years in college, so he's a true junior, by the way. He is 21.7 years old per player profiler. He, so his freshman year, he got 47 rush attempts. Okay, not bad. He averaged, nope. you know, almost 10 yards a carry, by the way. Then his sophomore year, he had 205 rushing attempts for 1,368 yards. Oh, and 13 touchdowns. 
But wait, there's more. But Billy Mays, that's right. But wait, there's more. And that was in 13 games. This year, in just 11 games, he had 233 rushing attempts for 1,713 yards and 19 touchdowns. The guy's an absolute hammer. Now, the big concern is, is that he is not a pass catcher. Jerry, when I say that he's not a pass catcher, I will tell you in his entire college career, he has five more, five, five more receptions than you do in your entire college career. And you're a career student. That's true. Mine was zero. So, And, and his is five. He had three as a sophomore and two as a junior. Now, I don't want to fall into the trap. I always tell people don't fall into the trap. Josh Allen, he's he's a unicorn. He's a one-off. You know, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of that with Jalen Hurts. You know, your man, Michigan State Spartan dog, you know, Kenneth Walker, you know, he was a guy who didn't have much of a pass-catching profile and then made it to the Seahawks and caught passes real well. So maybe he can, but I, I mean, I'm not even, even seeing any real ADP on this guy. And I'll tell you, I look at his profile now. He's not had a pro day. He didn't work out at the combine. So I don't have a 40 time. I don't have a, a player profiler, you know, draft profile to build off of. But just looking at his size, I'm sitting here thinking, why would I take Tank Bigsby in the second round when I could probably take this cat in like the, the third or fourth round of rookie drafts? I'm not going to go as far as to call this guy my, my – I'm not ready. Maybe – to call this guy a James Robinson, but you know, you you read draft profiles and Lance Zerline, he gave him a 6.19 prospect grade, which is good backup with potential to develop into a starter. So he's a guy who's going to get, you know, drafted to an NFL team, maybe even a priority free agent. And he's going to be a guy who's going to be an injury away from, from potential relevance. So he's a guy I'm going to have a ton of Jerry. Had you heard a lot about, Dwayne McBride, and what are your thoughts? Because I think he may be the second best running back available in this draft from the state of Alabama. Okay. I don't have him. I don't have I him ahead sure of. Where you were going there? For I, a I second, don't. But. I don't have him ahead of uh, Jameer Gibbs by any former fashion. Right. But if you tell me if I can, if you lock it in right now in April, I can get him in the fourth, or Tank Bigsby in the second. I'm probably going to take him in the fourth. I'm going to be real honest with you, especially if their NFL draft capital is similar. Just. From the little bit I have seen, the only thing I would say is he doesn't have tons of high-end speed. But you know who he reminds me of is a little bit of Devin Singletary. Smaller, smaller school, not tons of pass catching. Just an unbelievable ability to just slam the ball through the line. So I'm with you. You know, I I haven't watched a ton of him, I'm going to be honest with you. But from the little bit that I have, you're like like David said, you're probably a dick for, for bringing it to light. But he is the sleeper of this whole draft class. I mean, every show, it, it's literally Roshan Johnson and my man, Sean Tucker, and Izzy Abanaconda, and all of these guys. And it's like no one's talking about Dwayne McBride. And I, I think, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I have, I don't have it on the soundboard. I may, no, I don't. It's the wrong Conor McGregor drop. It, you know, it's like, who the fuck is that? There's going to be a lot of middling fantasy and, and dynasty players who hear the name on like the third round of the NFL draft or maybe the fourth round of the NFL draft. They're going to hear Dwayne McBride. They're going to go, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is Dwayne McBride? Because people are going to have no clue. I'm telling you right now, if you've not seen him, 
acclimate yourself, get, get familiar with, learn a little bit about Dwayne McBride. You're probably going to see a lot of like crappy YouTube highlights set to, I like rap music. I like little Dirk. You know, I like little baby and dub baby. I like all these guys, but it's always crappy rap music. What's so funny? I, I, I can't like rap music. Too no, much. no, you can. I, I, you are just, you're, you're showing that you have a Gen Z kid because I have no idea any of the people you just. Said. Oh, dude. That, that, so, so can I give you a little uh, Memphis lifestyle hack? Yeah, shoot. First of all, spend time with younger people, people younger than you. First of all, they're not as dumb as you think they are, and they can teach you a lot. Second of all, Instagram, okay? Sometimes they, they consider original audio, so they don't like tag the song. But a lot of times in reels at the bottom in the lower left-hand corner, they'll tag the song. And, you know, I may be old and not as like, you know, as, uh, I, I like, you know, Eminem and Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and like Snoop and, you know, DMX and Lil Wayne and all those guys. But when these new guys come out, you know, a hit's a hit. You know a good song when you hear a good song. And I'm like, if I can, if I hear it and I like it, I instantly go to my iTunes. I just search it and add it to my library. It's technology. I can't tell you that 20 years ago, I, I would have been rushing to like the, the whatever the, the, the CD store was and would have picked up a copy. Right. But like my Apple music cost me the same either way. Yeah. Little, little lifestyle hack from your boy in Memphis. When you're listening to music on social media, if they tag the music and you like it, go download it. Because if you don't, you'll forget. And then you'll, you won't even be able to place it. So, so there you go, Jerry. But uh, g- give me your other, give me your other riser. Uh, so mine is another another guy that definitely doesn't get buzz or really anything. Um, it, I, honestly, his buddy in Arkansas gets a little bit more love than him, and I can understand why. Darren McFadden? No, no. Tell me it's Darren McFadden. Oh, it's not. No, the guy, I was actually just talking about Darren McFadden today, though. That's weird. Um, is Matt Landers, wide receiver. So it's going to be a late stab, but six foot four. Four three something forty, semi productive. You know nothing that's gonna just. I mean, you watch him. He's not a special player by any means. What he reminds me of is DJ Chark because that's what DJ Chark was coming out of LSU. He was a humongous dude who could run extremely fast, and all of a sudden DJ Chark went in the second round with like six hundred receiving yards in one season at LSU, and everyone was like, "Holy shit, what just happened?" And then he got re-signed by the Lions, and then he got immediately re-signed again because assets like that are things that the NFL wants. And if I can get that for a fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, and then I can just especially be a good team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, do six foot four with a four three seven forty. Like, are you effing kidding me? Like, that's a superhuman. And I mean, if you watch him play, he's a he's a poor man's DK Metcalf. Like, he's not he's not killing people. He's not creating tons of space. He's a straight line runner and a little curl runner. When everybody starts biting and trying to make sure they don't rip it over the top, he turns around, curls, beep, give me the ball. Give me 15 yards. Thank you. And and if you can get somebody to just refine him a little bit, dude's going to be okay. And you're not paying anything for him. He's absolutely a guy that, for the teams I do have fourth-round picks on, I'm going to just snag him. Boop, boop, boop. Thank you. Just just add him on, throw him on the, the taxi. And we're just Jay chilling, brother. 
All right. So say his name again, what college he went to, because some of these people are driving a car and we get bad with pronouns sometimes. We say a guy's name and then we, we drop a lot of he's and him's. And so say his name again so that we can write this down. Here's my pencil. If you're watching live on YouTube, that is a mechanical pencil. Name again, Jerry. You still have, see, I, I write with pens. I can't write with pencils, but Matt Landers from the University of Arkansas. All right. Ned Flanders from spring oh, no, I'm sorry. Why we can't have nice things matt landers matt landers matt landers not Six, not to four, be confused four three seven at the combine so we're not talking pro day numbers we're talking combine numbers all right so matt landers not to be confused with ned flanders now my guy's a little bit so i hit you with a little bit more of an obscure guy in Dwayne mcbride with my first yep. guy my second guy is starting to get a little bit of love but the reason why i'm giving him a little bit of love is he reminds me of a guy that i love and that's Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims, 5'11", 180. Reminds uh, you of Denzel Mims? No. He reminds me of T.Y. Hilton. Again, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I love to attribute where, when I use someone else's tech and information. So uh, a lot of this was pulled from Player Profiler. But if you go to Player Profiler and you search Marvin Mims, and then you search T.Y. Hilton, you'll notice they have a lot of things in common. They are both around, you know, 5'10", 5'9". They both weigh 180-ish pounds. They both ran just under a 4'4'40". They both have a, sim a similar speed score. The difference is Marvin Mims has a way higher burst rating. I am considering him bursty T.Y. Hilton, which means he's fast like T.Y. I don't know that he's quite the route runner of, of T.Y., but a guy that, and I, and I think for me as a Colts fan who watched a lot of T.Y. Hilton, I think that's high praise. I don't know that he ever leads the league in, a, in receiving yards in a single year like T.Y. did. But I think this guy is going to wind up becoming less of a value, but he's still rising up my draft board. Um, and the best part is, is, you know, the same conference as Quentin Johnston, who you brought up earlier, less games, more receiving yards, less games, same number of touchdowns. He didn't have a Max Duggan. As a matter of fact, he lost Caleb Williams and the head coach. They both went to USC. And he still had a career year and dominated in, in target share. And I saw the measurables. I think he's going to go probably day two of the NFL draft. Uh, again, earlier, I don't want to compare Dwayne McBride to being this year's James Robinson. James Robinson, thanks to friend of the show Shane Hallam, is is an, is an all-time hit for us. And I don't want to compare Marvin Mims to being my Terry McLaren or Cooper Cup because those are two of my all-time greatest hits. But he's a guy who's, I think, is going to go in that draft range in that third round. I think Cooper Cup was 69. Nice. Overall, in his draft class, Terry McLaren was 76. Overall, in his draft class, I think Mims could get similar draft capital. And if he does, I think he will be an absolute steal but then again, a lot of people like him. So I'm I'm big Marvin Mims guy. Uh, I like that profile. Now, player profiler has him comp to Darnell Mooney. Maybe they see him more as like that home run threat because he does have that burst and he does have that speed. You know else? You know who else has a lot of burst and speed and wins that way in the league? Tyreek Hill. And I don't want to compare anybody to Tyreek Hill. He is the most unique combination of pure speed and pure like suddenness, you know, that I have ever seen in the NFL, but Mims has tools. And if he were to wind up in a, in a spot like, 
Again, I don't want to send everybody to the Chargers, but the Chargers are great. I don't think he'll wind up on the Dolphins or like with Josh Allen. I would be from six to midnight, as as I've once heard it say, with Marvin Mims. So uh, that's my guy. He's rising up boards, and I think we could slap a rocket ship on his back if he lands with like a Josh Allen or a, a Justin Herbert. And I think he's going to be a good one, man. I love this kid's profile. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, had you not told me who you were picking when you said what show we were doing today, he would have been on my list as well. So See, that's the power I, I, of this pencil. Yeah. I write the show sheet. I write the <laughs> show right. sheet and send it to you so I have the right of the first refusal. I didn't think that you would have taken Den, uh, excuse me, I started saying Denzel Mims, but, but Marvin Mims, but yeah. I wasn't even going to give you the opportunity. I write the show sheet. I was taking Marvin Mims. No, that was that's a good one. As far as my final faller, it's another guy. Oh, I, I want to hit him with a little bonus real quick. Oh, I really want to talk. I, I, you I just want to just want to exactly. Well, I'm I'm hosting. Um, so just remember the name Michael Wilson. I've mentioned him before. He's another guy. Great. He used athlete. to ride my bus when I was in elementary school. I think everybody had a friend named Michael Wilson. I graduate. <laughs> I graduated with a guy named Michael Wilson, but it's not this guy. This is a guy who played wide receiver at Stanford. He's a smart player. He's the kind of guy that just. I like smart players with like, like if he stays in California and he winds up, I'm going to like any wide receiver that winds up in LA with the Rams. I don't think Skaronsky is that his name? Skaronic. Skaronsky is the tackle from Northwestern. Skaronic yeah. is the wide receiver. Someone's going to wind up in in LA. They need some weapons. Uh, they gave Allen Robinson permission to seek a trade, which nobody took him up on. Shocker, but. Uh, I just want to remember the name Michael Wilson because I, I fought the urge to to make him my other riser. But, Jerry, give us your final faller. Uh, it's going to be Devin Ashane from Texas A&M. Ashane? It's got to be Ashane. It's uh, Devon A-Chain. A-Chain. God, that's so much cooler. I might actually put him back up now. No, Devin A-Chain. Um, he's just too little for me. He was pretty good, right? Like, I, I, I fell for that with – uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's a good pass catcher, just like Clyde Edwards Hilaire was. Little guy, just like Clyde Edwards Hilaire was. Productive in a, I mean, Clyde was in the SEC. A chain is in the Big 12, which is a little bit different, but he's just too small for me. I, it, I see in no way, shape, or form this man can be a three down back in the NFL. And if he's not, I'm, I, I'm good. Like, there's, there's going to be an opportunity for him to be a value. It's just not going to be this year. Like I, I, there, there will be a time down the road when I go, oh, okay, this guy is, you know, Deion Lewis or, or James White, like one of these just pass catching backs. And I go, okay. And I, I can, you know, throw a little something there, throw in in a trade. The problem is where he's going to go. He's just not a throw in. And, and he's never going to be unless he gets drafted super late because of the size, in which case that's going to tell me everything I need to know already. So he's just never – there's never going to be a situation where I take him this year. I, I, listen, I, I, I'm not a guy that I love. He's like the kind of guy Good that player. like, Al, like – if, if, if he was a Spartan, I would love that man forever because he looks great in playing college football. I just, as a dynasty owner, he's I just, fast. I, I can't, yeah, 
people like him. He's fast. I think he was a, an Olympic, an Olympic like alternate sprinter or hurdler or something, which makes sense, right? Given his his speed profile. But I, listen, I I get it. I am I am not I am not a Devon A chain guy. I will have zero shares. I'll tell you another guy. I'll probably wind up having zero shares of. And you know, I, I I may have to 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 check on some people because, you know, after his bowl game against USC, this guy was getting all the love. But you know what? When I tell you that I'm I'm falling on on Tajay Spears, a lot of people are gonna be like, emotional damage. They have emotional damage because Tajay Spears is is falling down my draft board. But Jerry, there's this thing where he's like the next Matt Forte. He he's gonna be. He's going to be go to Tulane. He, he did. He down did. There. OK, but, but I, bl- I blame good friend of the show, Dan Williamson, for this take, by the way, because I saw him tweeted out the other day and it didn't help. He weighs less than than Matt Forte. He's smaller, you know, in terms of overall size. And he's supposed to be a pass catcher, right? Yeah, he's he's supposed to be like one of the better, quote unquote, pass catching backs in this class. But then I say to myself, hey. Then why does he have less career receptions than Zach Charbonnet, who's really kind of considered more of like a between the tackles bruiser? And I and I say to myself, why does he have less career receptions than Sean Tucker and Roshan Johnson? He's he's small, he's not super fast. I know that we we could become victims of the last thing we saw. And the last piece of tape that he put up against USC was special. And they and in fairness to, to Spears, they did win the game. Because of him, he had a tremendous game and he carried that team. I just don't, I mean, I'm going to let the NFL tell me, like I said, that's why I, I reserve the right to be able to, you know, move him back up. You know, if Sean, if Sean Payton takes him in the, like the, like the top of the third round, you know, Sean Payton has made guys like, you know, Alvin Kamara, Pierre Thomas, so many others valuable from a PPR standpoint in in his offense. So I've got to take note, but if he winds up and just becomes a guy, he could wind up being the next Travion Williams or a guy that, that we really like and just never really let, led up to it. So I, I want to like him, but where I think he's going to go, I'm going to be taking other guys. When I'm, when I'm on the clock at two Oh six and I'm picking a running back, I'm hoping for Roshan Johnson and Sean Tucker. I know I'm not going to get Zach Charbonnet there, but, Smaller than I like, a decent. I mean, I'm not knocking a guy for having, you know, almost you know, 55 catches in college. That's that's really good, actually. But it's just not like great. So where I think he'll go and the hype that he had coming in probably won't have a lot of Tajay Spears, Jerry. That is entirely dependent on his draft capital and his situation for me. I reserve the right to change my mind at the moment at a moment's notice because if he goes like, if he goes like I don't know I'm throwing out because I don't have a mock draft pulled up but if he goes but, like, but like, but like 69 shit, shit. overall to like yeah. you know Denver or some shit I'm I'm in or yeah, Tennessee like, if he goes like to Tennessee is like behind Derrick Henry is like that pass catch okay we got we got to reevaluate Houston behind a bruiser like Damian Pierce. You, you got, you know, Miami, Miami needs a, you know, fucking, they, they re-signed Salvan Ahmed and uh, Miles Gascan. 
and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I was like, all those guys suck. All, all, all the Debbie guys. Oh, it's like, you, old, have you seen Mr. All, Deeds? All the Debbie guys from like eight years ago. The, the, the classic movie Mr. Deeds with with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler and, um, oh my goodness, the guy, he was in Rounders, uh, John Turturro. Yeah. He was in so many of my favorite movies and he's, he's playing the butler and he becomes like the guy who owns the company and he starts firing everybody. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I would do if I was a running back coach in Miami. I'd be like, you're fired. And oh, you, yes, you, you are definitely fired at you. You absolutely are. I mean, that's what I would be doing in the Miami running back room right now. Cause those guys, those guys are terrible. Yeah. So, so, so I would love to, if he wound up there, I, I've got to take notice, you know, Atlanta, you got to take notice, but there's so, there's so many depth charts that he could get buried behind and I'm just not falling in love with the profile. Yeah. Like I, I, I think he's a fine running back. And if he lands in a good spot with good draft capital, I will be more inclined to take him in that range of guys that I like. And if he doesn't, I won't. The NFL draft is 100% going to decide whether I have Tajay Spears or not. 100%. Well, Jerry, there you go. That's, you know, I was thinking we were going to roll into this bonus and we were going to have this thing knocked out and like, like a pizza delivery, like 30 minutes or less. Yeah. But here we are almost, almost at an hour. But man, I am, uh, I'm getting super excited. I'm ready for some NFL, I'm, I do because because the, the content's kind of, and, and not our content. Our our content's always great, but like the NFL content, the mock drafts are getting worse. The trades are, are getting they are really getting worse. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Tannenbaum. He used to be the the GM of the Jets. He had Hendon Hooker going five overall to to the Seahawks the other day. It's like no wonder you got fucking fired. All right. You know, it's like. You know, what's his name? Chris, uh, Chris Sims. He always has a bunch of weird out there and left field takes, but and they're you know, everywhere. They're Mike Tannenbaum is like, my algorithm just like hits his hold, hold every that. single time. Yes. My, my goodness. But I'm, I mean, we need the NFL to clear this up. We have so many stories left to be left to be, un, you know, there's so much undone and sure. there, there, there's so many guys. I will tell you this right now. Um, this is a little bonus for those of you that rode this thing out to the end. Right now, if you're doing startups or investing in premium positions, I'm telling you right now, this wide receiver class sucks ass. I don't know a, a, a pleasant way to say it. This is Jackson Smith and Jigba and a bunch of maybes. So all of your Garrett Wilsons, Chris Olaves, Terry McLarens, DK Metcalfs, all those guys in that 22 to 26-year-old range are – safe as a baby in his mama's arms and, and but all your running backs they're they're scared they should be scared because this is the influx of talent so don't get off your feet out there giving up a bunch of you know young players and draft picks for guys like you know Austin Eckler even on a on a contender um those are the kind of plays that are going to get you in trouble you know you don't want to go out and try to you know, I, I think the Dalvin Cook recovering from a shoulder surgery and Alvin Kamara's got his own set of headaches. And, you know, I think Joe Mixon's fine for 2023, but I think it's it's Sayar and Nara after that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting to the end there. It's adios. <laughs> you know, hit the road. The, the running backs are about to get neutered for sure. There's going to be a lot of, I mean, backfields like Derrick Henry. He's going to get someone this year. The guys, you know, the the guys in uh, everybody likes Philadelphia. I'm telling you, dude, Philadelphia is a prime landing, you know, landing spot for 
for Bijan Robinson. I know it's a luxury pick, but when you've hoarded and built and stashed the picks the way that Howie Roseman has, sometimes, you know, who buy Jerry, who buys luxury goods? Who buys Louis Vuitton? Who buys Gucci? The wealthy. The people who can afford it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, who could who can draft Bijan Robinson in the top top 10? Howie Roseman, because mm-hmm. he can afford it, because he's made the moves that's allowed his team to be able to afford a presence like Bijan Robinson. And I know there's services out there that love, you know, Kenneth Gainwell and you know those guys, but I'm you know, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Miles Sanders. There's so many guys. I'm telling you right now, who do who do I feel confident in from a dynasty standpoint? Really, from the running back position, I have three guys. I feel confident in Brees Hall. I think they like the backfield of Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and, and Ty Johnson. I feel confident in in Kenneth Walker, and I feel confident in Jonathan Taylor. Outside of that, man, I'm <laughs> I'm not super confident that that bad things aren't happening. And I could easily see the Colts taking a pass catching running back. Not saying that that would completely nerf right. Jonathan Taylor, but you know there was a time where Naheem Hines was getting a bunch of receptions. I mean, Kenneth Walker could could get some competition too. Let's He's going to because they they let they let Rashad Penny walk. Yep, it's gonna be wild. So if you're doing startups, I'm telling you right now, you'll be able to. You'll always be able to trade for. You know, we talked about earlier. If James Robinson starts off having a good season, you'll get him dirt cheap. You know, but you, you, you want to invest in these premium wide receivers. But I'm glad I invested spending over an hour with my good friend Jerry here. See, that's why you're such a sweetheart. See, I mean, it, it's, and, and it's, listen, and we could make it worse. I mean, we could ramble. You wanted to do a quick podcast, but we can keep going. You should see this book I got next to me. I can't. Please don't, guys. Jerry is a history no. buff. No, 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 no. This is worse. This is this is the old ladies. It is on uh, bull scrotums. I think she's learning oh. how to like do oh. neutering and stuff. Oh, Jerry. No, there's a graphic. There's a graphic and everything. So oh, if you I guys want to know about the scrotal septum, I, I can tell you it's right here. For bringing that Every, up, everybody podcast, just everybody just turned it off. Jerry. If it's done, everybody's gone. <laughs> I gave I gave you the Mario movie came out. I'm giving you Mario. As, I, as I, a, honestly, I think she left this page open so I would laugh at it because I'm a child. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to get out of here before Jerry brings up any more bull scrotums. But listen, guys, thank you so much for for tuning in. Uh, at some point, there's going to be a big announcement. Um, we're waiting for the official word, and we're going to share that with you asap. But until then, please support us. Three things. Three things. You know, um, uh, not a lot, but just in case. Let me tell you a couple of three things. Couple of three things. Go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone, subscribe notifications on or off that's really your call but just subscribing helps us out a ton cost you nothing going to apple or spotify and leaving us a rating and review again cost you nothing couple of seconds and it helps the show final thing consider patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone does cost you five bucks but you get bonus content you get one-on-one help you get rookie rankings you get extra podcast again just so much more do those three things for us and on that note, Jerry, let's get out of here. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Jerry's going to go watch the Detroit Tigers. You can tell by his hat. But on behalf of the Tigers fan, Mr. Jerry Sinclair, follow him I'm at DWZ. Jerry, send DWZ and follow me at DWZ Memphis. We'll be back here next week where we're going to do that mock draft, where we're going to mock draft the rookies and the sophomores 
see where this class really stacks up when we're doing a draft. So we'll catch you soon. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for tuning in. All right, Randy. So the When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday, and if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.